This episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by Samovar Tea. Find out more online at samovarlife.com and by listeners like you. Find out more and make a donation at our website, insideactingpodcast.com. Hello and welcome to episode 36 of Inside Acting. My name's Trevor Algott. And I'm AJ Meyer. And on this podcast, we interview actors, casting directors, managers, agents, writers, filmmakers, anybody involved in the entertainment industry, and we bring those interviews to you. And uh, we've got a ton of content for you today. Um, not just one interview to plug, but uh, actually several. Um, so we've kind of got to get right to it, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> we should we should mention though. I mean, we've got for some reason this these past few episodes with Taryn and and Jimmy sparked a lot of uh, dialogue among our listeners, and we got a bunch of emails and voicemails and things. And we want to say thank you guys for for writing in and being in touch. But we are going to kind of table just a few of those for this episode because this is our special annual. This is actually annual now. Our annual Actor Fest uh, episode. Oh wow, that's kind of crazy it's to kind think of weird, about, isn't huh? It? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess it was episode five. If you haven't listened to episode five, go back and listen to that. That was our um, Actor Fest 2009 episode where I went by myself. And this year, um, we were lucky enough to go together as a team and represent Inside Acting. We were actually there as press covering yeah. the event, right? Yeah. I have to admit. I mean, I think I told you, AJ, uh, as we were going in, I was. And we talked about this in episode five last year. I was really skeptical of this event as a whole. My experience, and I think we talk about this on the uh, in the episode coming up, but my experience of uh, of Actor Fest a few years ago was very not good. <laughs> Maybe is a good way to say it. Um, I, I just felt like I was being subjected to a bunch of people who were just trying to make money off of me as an actor, as as a, a new kind of naive young actor, and and I thought okay, this is a thing for kind of like younger actors who don't know what to do and they want to spend money and they're ready to spend money and they don't have an experience and blah, blah, blah. And so I went into this 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 time around with a lot of skepticism and uh, I learned a ton and uh, I'm, I'm a believer now in, in Actor Fest. And I think it's because we were able to kind of hit a few of these panels and that's where the real kind of goldmine is, I think, for, for actors knowledge gold mine's the wrong word to use there isn't it <laughs> uh, well if you're, if you're trying to avoid a- actors being charged for things yeah, yeah. yeah it's probably it was the other way around it was the other way around i you know I, I got a lot of value out of them i mean basically what we would do is duck out of the rooms after we were done um uh, attending these panels and we would just record um on our iPhones. Record um, our reactions basically yeah yeah record our reactions on our iPhones so um you can kind of hear um trevor uh, sort of turn around there. I think you even say something on the recording, like, yeah. you know, I yeah. was, I was a skeptic, but now I'm uh, a believer. So, yeah. Yeah. So we talked to not only some people down on the exhibit floor who had booths and that kind of thing, but we also got a chance to speak with, um, Jamie Painter Young, who is the uh, national editor for backstage. And, um, that was really cool. She gave, she gave us a, a bit of a history of, of, of the event and, um, uh, kind of put some framing on it, which was great. So we're just going to mash all these little recordings together and, and, um, 
let us know what you think. You know, we'll, guys, we'll see you guys on the other side. Yeah, send us some feedback uh, and also questions. We got a lot of questions because we were tweeting from the event. Um, yeah. If you weren't following us uh, on that day, go back um, a couple of days on our Twitter feed, twitter.com slash insideacting, and just um, uh, check out some of the quotes and stuff that we posted. There's some there's some little gems in there. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, send us your feedback. Send us an email. Tweet at us. Uh, send us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your feedback and questions on regarding ActorFest 2010. All right, guys. So I'm uh, standing here with Trev. Uh, the two of us just got out of a couple of different uh, sessions here at ActorFest. We kind of decided to split up um, so that we could cover more ground. Um, Trevor, uh, why don't you tell us about the, the one that you attended? Well, I, I hit up the, um, I guess it was the official title was voiceover panel. What is the official title? The official title, A Career in Voiceover. Career in Voiceovers. And there were four, uh, actually five speakers in that. Um, one of the guy, one of them was the founder of uh, VoiceBank.net, which is kind of the premier voiceover um, hiring system. It's like LA Casting, but for voiceover actors. And then David Lawrence is one of the speakers who we had in the podcast. And I, I have to tell you, man, I was skeptical of this event. I told you right before we went up to these sessions, I was like, I don't know, I'm not totally sold on this yet. But I took about five, six pages of notes when I was in that session, and I'm, I'm sold on. The sessions on the panels. Right. I think those are absolutely worth the price of admission. And there, there you know, there's almost too much to talk about here um, for just the voiceover stuff that I, the notes that I took. But uh, what you, what you do? You would have uh, Jason Lapadora. Yeah, uh, they have these focus sessions where they just have like one actor or one um, casting director. Um, they call them focus sessions. So it's one person and sort of a smaller group of, of actors or whoever else is interested in, in attending. Um, and it was um, <clears throat> with casting director Jason Lapadora. I actually was tweeting a bunch of stuff. So if anybody's following our Twitter feed today, uh, they're going to see a lot of that stuff. But um, he basically said, I'm going to try and truncate my three-week audition technique class down into this hour that I have, which he did fairly successfully. There was a lot of really great nuggets um, uh, of advice. My favorite thing, if I had to kind of boil it down, was he said something that really kind of, um, well, if I'm going to use inside acting terminology, I have to say bake my noodle, um, really kind of <laughs> bake my noodle a little bit, which is that he said um, that the audition is a different, he said, he said it's an audition, it's not a real situation, you're not on set, and so therefore there's a certain convention to the audition where certain things are, are more acceptable. You can do certain things that aren't necessarily, um, you know, real quote unquote, like for instance, holding a cell phone up to your ear, oh, with, like, miming it. like miming, yeah, holding okay. a cell phone up to your ear or miming, slapping somebody, um, where it's not exactly, um, uh, you know, a real situation and, and that there's this convention and the casting directors understand that there is a convention to, uh, the audition room. And I, I, I just never really thought of it like that. Like, like this audition room is this whole other beast. Um, and it's really, that is probably the first and best argument that has really got my attention in terms of, well, maybe I should take a specific audition technique class, um, separate from acting technique, you know, and, and I don't know. I'm, I'm still, I'm still sort of digesting. I mean, we just walked out of these sessions, so mm -hmm. I don't. Do you have a response to that? I think that's awesome. Uh, 
I think it's awesome. <laughs> That's your response. <laughs> That's my response. That's all I got. Um, so what, if you had one nugget, I'm gonna we're, uh, we're treating each other like our guests right now. Let me, if let you had get like my a, notes a nugget of, of advice from yeah, uh, probably the the nugget was from a guy named Bo Weaver who was one of the speakers there, and he said that the voiceover field doesn't exist. He said the voiceover field is a collection of voiceover fields, and he he made the analogy between. Uh, like a, an animation voiceover actor versus a, a commercial voiceover actor as being like a football player versus an NBA player. Like they're both athletes and they may be good at doing both, but you've got to pick one to specialize in. You've got to pick one and be good at that and then maybe you can branch. Maybe then you can pull a Michael Jordan and branch over to, to one or the other. But, uh, but first you have to be the Michael Jordan of voiceover. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> be the Michael Jordan in your, in your field. And I, that just kind of, you know, that was my noodle baking. Well, that's really interesting, Trev, yeah. because uh, in a way you are sort of specializing with your voiceovers yeah. in that, right? Because you're specializing yeah. in, right now, you're specializing in animation uh, voiceover demos, right? Yeah. I mean, for the most part. That's that's the idea, and, I, and that's mostly because um, n- nobody else is really doing that, um, and also because I feel like I can do it very well. But I have a lot to learn, man, and I learned a ton just in this little panel right here. Like, I'm really excited. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, we're, we're, we're going to run from this uh, uh, portion of our podcast and uh, jump into a, another session here. It's a couple hours since the last segment that we recorded, but uh, AJ and I have been up to a lot. Um, we sat in on three different panels um, since the last one, including uh, a, a television casting session with um, people like Junie Lowry Johnson, John Frank Levy, um, and uh, Dorian Frankel, you know, people like that. And then um, uh, AJ hit up a focus session with April Webster, and then we both just attended what I think we would agree was, was a highlight of the day, which was a Know Your Type workshop with Mark yeah. Atterbury. So, I mean, why don't you kick this off, man, and, and talk a little bit about what it's been like. Well, um, because I have to, you know, let me interrupt you, because I have to say, like I said earlier, I was totally skeptical about this day, and I'm realizing that Actor Fe- the real value in Actor Fest is when you spend the money to go to these these uh, these seminars and panels and workshops. Right, right. That's really where the value is, because today has been invaluable for me. Yeah, it, it, it is, it's a great learning experience if you can get into the panels that... Uh, you know, I, I said this during our ActorFest um, episode last year, and basically the way it works is you can always come to this for free, and you can go to the exhibit, you know, hall, and you can just kind of hang out. Um, but in order to get in order to get any value out of it, really, I feel like you have to go to one of these panels. Now, these panels aren't exactly cheap. Um, some of them are upwards of forty, you know, forty dollars or so. So, you know, it, it, it unfortunately. Um, as uh, Alan Barton might say, there's always these gates, right? And, mm-hmm. and the gates here um, include you, you know, needing to get into these panels, uh, and therefore they charge access to those gates. And you know, good, you know, good for them, I guess. You know, it's a it's a decent business model. Um, it can get frustrating the fact that everybody's always trying to make a buck off of an actor, but at the yeah. same time, I think we both agree that we both learned some really. Yeah, no, Interesting absolutely. stuff today, you know. Absolutely. The, the, the one thing that, that has been a little, I mean, this has only happened in a handful of these, these seminars that we've gone to, but people have been used to these, these classes that, that people are paying to see to push their own agenda, which, which means it basically becomes a commercial for another class that they have. Right. So you got to take, you know, all this with a grain of salt and, and just 
use your gut and, and go with what you think is going to be valuable for you. And I know at least a few of these have really spoken to me. Yeah, and I think, you know, the whole, like, idea of a, a commercial, you know, you kind of have to, like you said, take it with a grain of salt, but also decide for yourself what you're going to get value. Like, if, if you think that you should spend money on this thing after taking this one person's, you know, hour and a half long workshop here at ActorFest and you think that that thing that they have to offer is going to better your career, then, you know, if you can afford it, absolutely go with, you know, their full six-week workshop or whatever, you know, whatever that happens to be. Um, but don't necessarily – don't think that every single person that's here at ActorFest is like, you know, God's gift to your career and you have to like – you de- you know, you will not be an actor unless you spend uh-huh. your money on, on uh-huh. this person's workshop. Um, be very – Focused and specific, yeah. you know. If, if one thing has become clear, it's that uh, w- some of these people will tell you conflicting things. You know, I mean, we, we just heard it in this last workshop with Mac, Mark Atterbury. You know, some casting directors are saying, yes, send postcards, follow up, I love that. And then other casting directors are saying, no, I hate that, don't do that. I don't want to <coughs> well, hear, you're going to be pain in the ass, if anything. Right, we heard that multiple times today, actually, because when I went to the um, Jason Lapadour focus session this morning, he was like, oh, I love postcards, even if you're just saying, like, hi, or just changed my hair color, or just got back in town. And I'm always telling actors not to do that. But he likes it, because he said it keeps the actor's you know, face in front of him. And he said, you can even do it as often as every three weeks, which I thought was insane. And then we went into the television casting directors uh, panel that we were talking about earlier. And John Frank Levy was like, no, I hate that. You know, he's like, it's fine. If you, if you're doing something, if you're in a play or you're, you know, you're going to be on a show or something, he's he's like, I'm probably not going to come see this, the the play and I might catch the show, but You know, I don't want to. I don't want to know when you just change your hair color. You just got back into town. You know, hi. I right. hope you're having a great day. Isn't going to cut it. Basically, right. is what he's right. saying. I, I tend to, to lean more towards that. To, you know, lean more towards that. Let me have some some interesting industry related type thing to tell you. Not just my hair color, but right. hey, I just finished shooting this web series or. Hey, I'm finally getting my independent, my short film produced, you know, right. that kind of thing. But that is actually is a great segue to another thing that um, Mark Atterbury was talking about in his Know Your Type uh, workshop, which is like, you know, we're there to learn about branding and type and all this stuff, and all of a sudden, he goes off on this quote-unquote tangent, which isn't quite a tangent at all, and something that we've actually been, you know, pushing and pushing and pushing people to do on the podcast, which is self Producing, mm-hmm. self-production. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, we're sitting there talking about branding and type, and all of a sudden he's like, one of the most important things you can do is self-produce. And he goes off on this whole thing about YouTube and all this stuff. Uh-huh. And um, and it was really fascinating because he tied it back in by saying, you will thereby have something to say on a postcard that you can then send to a casting exactly. director. And then you can even link to it. You know, you, you've got, you can just say youtube.com slash whatever your name is or your username is. And then if they really want to, they can just go and hit up that YouTube channel and see some of your work. I mean, not that they will. One, one thing that, you know, on that note, one thing that stuck out to me in this television casting panel with, um, with Junie Lover Johnson and stuff was one of the questions that they, they were asked was, how important is it for an actor to have a personal website? Do you guys look at that? And it was a resounding no across the five <laughs> All casting directors. five there. casting directors. They said, no, we don't give a shit about your personal website. <laughs> and I, I, I think I always knew that in the back of my head, but it, you know, AJ turned to me and he was like, dude, that's why my website is just one page. That's why I don't kill myself for weeks trying to design something really flashy. Yeah. Because the only people that are going to go there are like maybe the occasional curious Twitter follower, you know, or, or, you no, know, you know, when it came up once was a, a friend of mine who had 
um, actually a mutual friend of ours, Trev, it was um, uh, Damien who directed um, oh, yeah. Attraction yeah. that uh, that Trevor starred in, and I had like a you know a couple of lines, and he uh, had a friend who was casting something and. Um, this was years and years ago, and he said, "You know, uh, my friend is interested uh, in somebody of your type. You have a website, so I can show him pictures." And at the time, there I didn't. Go. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh balls! I don't have <laughs> I don't have a website." So it's important for stuff like that. Like if you know, if someone you know is looking to cast a short film, or someone a friend of the, a friend that's looking to cast a, a, a short film or a web series, then it becomes important so that they have some easy, quick way of finding you on the web. But I think your IMDb page is really the default go-to these days for that. I mean, it's great to have a website oh, to show sure. off a little personality, but if they just want to see photos and stuff, it's just like everybody's... IMDb is the Wikipedia of the entertainment industry. True, except the difference is I think that it probably would end up being... Well, I don't know. What do you think about cost? So I think with IMDb, like because I know it costs money to put your headshots up there and stuff like yeah, that, which yeah. if you already have... Like you can put a website up almost for free nowadays mm-hmm. almost like it's going to cost you money for the domain but you can probably find yeah it's what like 30 bucks a year after the first year something uh, like that for a domain domains are 10 bucks for the first year or you can buy several years at once oh that's true that's after, true when you renew it it's like 35 bucks or something but yeah so very low cost Less, less than it would be to buy a year of IMDb resume to put up your photos and stuff sure, like that. Sure, sure, sure. But still, I mean, that's the first place casting directors are going to go and agents and managers. and Everybody who's anybody mm. is going to go to your IMDb page first. That's a, we should do a, a cost-benefit analysis <laughs> for your own personal website. About.me, about.me, about.me. Right, 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 right. I finally got my invitation, by the way. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, is it up yeah. yet? No, no. I didn't all right, really all right, did. all right. So stay but it's, it's activated. So. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. What are some of the other things uh, that got covered in these workshops? I'm trying to. Think. What did you What did you learn in the uh, April Webster thing? You know, uh, she was talking about you know uh, a lot about the audition room. It was interesting because one actor at the end during the Q and A stood up and was like, "You know, you've been talking a lot about what you do with the actor in the room and blah blah blah, but that's pre- that presupposes that." the actor actually got into the room with, with you. Right. So how right. do I, you know, get on your radar, basically? And one of the things I loved, I absolutely loved, is that she started talking about how much of a theater snob she is. And she was like, find a theater company, find a good, you know, place to make your artistic home and do plays because, you know... Check. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> we check, like, check. High five. Right so, there. But what, what was interesting about this is I got a chance to talk to her um, earlier in the day and uh, she, I was, I was trying to invite her on the podcast. So, was, yeah, I was going to hand her uh, the, the, our one of our business cards to invite her on the podcast, and she couldn't talk about the podcast unless until she figured out where she knew me from. And I was like, "Wait, what? April Webster recognizes me?" And we figured it out. She came to see a, a play that I was in. She came to see mm-hmm. a, a musical that I did uh, last year called The Wasps. And I was just like completely blown away. I was like, "What? You were at the?" And it gave us something to talk about, yeah. and it was just like. Yes, go theater. That's well, yeah. awesome. And the cool part is she sees you now as a legitimate actor committed to the the craft, not just like another person pushing their headshot at somebody. You know, you're out there doing free to non or to low paying theater because you love it. Right. That that's the best kind of publicity you can get with somebody like her. Right. Right. So now it's like I now I'm thinking to myself, okay, what's what are the next steps? Like, do right. I right. do I talk to uh, my manager and say, hey, just you know, I had this crazy run in with April Webster. Can you like reach out to her? Like, I don't know what to do. I do I send her a postcard? <laughs> like, are we back to yeah, that? Yeah, you know, yeah, and, totally and if I send her a postcard, what is it gonna say on it? What well, is what's it gonna- the what's the st- I'm gonna just get a little personal. What's the status with her on the podcast? Then did you you handed her the card? 
and then yeah, I mean, I think she was so distracted by trying yeah. to figure out who I was, and then and then we did, and then we talked about the show, and then she had to run to like her next okay. her next thing. So, so you know, hopefully she'll remember. Cool. But uh, I you know I invited her, I invited Jason Lapadour, and just so you our listeners know, we also invited uh, Mark Atterbury um, to come on and talk because his he did a uh, once again he was the one who did the. Uh, the the panel on knowing your type and man a lot of the stuff that he talked about <clears throat> was right in line with things that we've talked about on the podcast things that um mark gant taryn o'neill uh alan barton have all said um and it, it was just like wow we have to have this guy on the podcast yeah, yeah. and someone I, I guess i don't know if it was one of our listeners or somebody somebody told him about us and that, that he was should. pretty cool when so we was, yeah when we approached him afterwards he was like oh I, i've heard of you guys somebody on facebook <laughs> told me to get in touch with you guys and we thought that was really cool um you know what, what what i loved about his workshop um was that these other workshops were great for a lot of kind of the nuts and bolts of what you do as an actor and that they almost kind of looked at things from like an, a more academic viewpoint if that makes sense it was very like two plus two equals four with your career, this and that. It's, it was kind of like a numbers type thing, numbers mm-hmm. type discussion. Very, uh, is it right or left brain? Right brain is your creative brain, is that right? Yeah. Cool. So it was very left brained. It was very interesting, okay, intellectual and, and academic. But Mark's kind of spiel um, in his workshop because he was working off a of note, so he, he had a you know a kind of premeditated lecture, uh, not lecture, but you know what I mean. Um, but the first thing that came to mind was like, wow, this is. He was talking about things that really put it back on you as an artist, and and which is funny because he talked a lot about marketing, but it was all about being yourself. Yeah, it was all about being like the best, most honest, and open person you can be, and that just like lifted this. I I, I got really excited about that because it was like, ah, oh, I'm so glad that that it's not about just like beating the competition here. You know, it was actually about like show them how unique you are, and I don't know something about it made me think like, yes, this is about being an artist. And about being a human being and not just being an actor. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can't remember who he quoted, but that quote that he quoted was was amazing. Where he said, "Great talent." Uh, did you did you capture? I'm not sure. I'm looking to see if I did. But it was it was something like, "Great talent is being yourself in the room, on set, and in life." Yeah. yeah. Or in the room, about... on stage, and in life. Um, yeah. And I was just like, "Wow, that great talent is being yourself." Yeah. Like if you put the period there, that's an amazing statement. Great yeah. talent is being yourself. Yeah. And one of the actors, it was interesting because one of the actors in the in the uh, in the room was like, "Well, what if you get typecast? Like, I don't want to be typecast." And he was like, "Why not? You're gonna work. <laughs> You're gonna be able to pay the rent. What do you What do yeah. you mean? Like, you know?" She, she was like, "Isn't it bad to just be typecast as one thing?" And he was like. No, because you're being yourself, well, and, and, he, that, and he echoed everything that Mark Gantis said, right? You know exactly. that Alan Bar, like all these people. He said, like you know, Charlize Theron was the example he used, and he said she, everybody knows who she is because she's brilliant at marketing to that kind of like sexy blonde, like you know, young, and she was she was that chick for so long, and then when she was established enough, then she played the chick with the limp and the eye patch, right? In Monster, <laughs> in Monster, yeah, right. I mean, to, she did to, not, to, yeah, to paraphrase Mark Gantt, <laughs> yeah, she did not actually have a limp and an eye yeah. patch in Monster, but yeah, yeah. she played a complete. Yeah. different character exactly well, what, what really summed it up for me that whole thing that Marcus whole workshop was he said acting is autobiography and I thought that was I wrote it down and I underlined autobiography because I loved the way he put it he said 
when you when you're reading somebody else's lines and you're wearing somebody else's clothes, but you're still dropping little pieces of yourself in there. And I thought that was such an interesting way to think about it. Yeah. Acting being autobiography, and it's also a very freeing way to think about it. Yeah. You're not restrained when you think of it that way. You're you're open to express yourself through within a structure. Yeah. So I don't know how much else we have to say about these uh, panels. <clears throat> Trevor and I want to get down onto the exhibit floor and kind of um, maybe get some more interviews like I did uh, at ActorFest last year. But one thing we do want to do is we do want to give everyone a homework assignment. Um, we took pictures of this and posted it on our Twitter account, but we're also going to um, uh, type it up and, and create a, a PDF out of it and post it on our, our website for you guys to download. But it's basically a list of casting types um, that we got from Mark Atterbury, who in turn got it from basically the breakdowns. He did, he's basically pulled like the top, you know, 25 to 30 um, casting types off the breakdowns, uh, the ones that come up very often. Um, and what we want everyone to do, this is actually uh, a thing that, that Mark uh, has people do, but we want to give it as a homework assignment for our listeners is we want you to take this with a friend and go into public areas. Third Street Promenade, the Grove, um, you know, um, the Beverly Center. I mean, go to a mall, go to the park, go places where you're going to see a lot of strange strangers, um, people you don't know, and have your friend so that you don't have to actually talk to these people because when you talk to them, they're going to, you know, um, start making uh, assumptions about who you are. Have your friend go up to these people and hand them a blank sheet of these types and say, we're doing a, an assignment you know, for a class or whatever you want to call it, and say, you know, can you just circle the words on this sheet that you think my, my friend you know, looks like or reminds you of? And, uh, like 50 of them. and do like, yeah, and Mark, yeah, and Mark says to do at least 50, because at 50 you start to get um, a good uh, sense. It's, going to, it's sort of like statistics. You get a statistical, t- statistically accurate data at that point. Yeah. So do at least 50, uh, more if you can, um, and it will um, hopefully open up your eyes to what you may get cast as, what, what people see you as, and that kind of thing. And in, in turn, you can then take that information and... Um, Build it into your marketing. Build it into your marketing and build it into, you know, what your headshot looks like, what your <laughs> website, but I'm bummed, what your website looks like, whatever it is, just your, your whole marketing and the way that you sell yourself to casting directors. Mm-hmm. Um, and producers, yeah. And, and producers and directors. And so do that and then, and then when, you know, when you're done or, or as part of the process, send us an email or, or call, you know, call the 2132actors number. Um, and just kind of let us know what that experience was like. Um, I'm really looking forward to doing. It. I think Trevor and I are going to do this yes, uh, together. Definitely. Um, so definitely. Um, that, I don't know. I think it will be a lot of fun. Cool. I think that's good, man. You want to hit the uh, exhibit floor? Yeah. So we're going to head downstairs to the exhibit floor and um, interview some people there, and uh, we'll be back shortly. Welcome back. AJ and I are here uh, on the exhibition floor at ActorFest with John from ActorRated.com, who uh, any 
recent listener of the podcast knows we love. Um, so, John, thanks for talking to us. <laughs> hey, no problem. Um, most people who listen to the podcast know exactly what Accurate is, and they've all been to the website, we hope, because we've all told them to go and check it out. But for those who might not, tell us a little bit about this. The, the easiest way to explain it is it's a Yelp for actors. It's a place where actors can go and rate, review, headshot photographers, uh, demo reel editors, classes, workshops, anything related to acting at all. Cool. It's exactly how we plug it, as the Yelp of, Yelp uh, of acting. Yeah. That's right. And it seems like it's really picking up steam. I mean, you guys only launched, like, what, three, four months ago? Yeah, we've only been around for about six months. Uh, actors seem to really like it. It seems like a no-brainer. You just go there if you need to find out who the top headshot photographers are. Uh, you can go and see them all by rating based on what other actors think. So it's a great place to go to see what actors are talking about, what they're working with, just what they like. And yeah. it works out really well. People like it. Cool. Yeah. And, and you have this um, the star card, which I know a little bit about, but um, it looks like it's a card that you, do you purchase it? or? Yep. The star card is about the price of a workshop. So for, it's $50 for the whole year. And what you get with that star card is a bunch of discounts on over 80 businesses in LA and New York, uh, anywhere from $100 off headshots to $50 off demo reel editing to acting classes and workshops and whatnot, it basically pays for itself after the first use. So cool. people really like it, and it's saving people a lot of money. That's awesome. And, and, and as is what Actorate it is, the cream kind of rises to the top with the people that do that are part of this program. So it's not like if you sign up for it, you're getting a bunch of like kind of bottom dweller headshot no. photographers. You're getting the ones who are, you can go on there and see what people are saying and yes. see the reviews. Yeah, no, it's real, real companies. It's real um, so quick question. Um, are you afraid at all that, that some of these companies might be paying people to go on there and review them positively and if you are afraid how do you kind of deal with that that is something that we're working on right now uh, we have had a lot of people come to us and say like hey we have a negative review you need to take it off our site because it's making us look bad ooh, ooh, yeah ooh. I know. well we can't change that that's that's who we are we can't go in and edit the reviews so if somebody leaves a positive review we can't touch that if they leave a negative review we can't touch that so what we tell businesses to do is to sign up for a free business account where they can go and respond so if someone leaves a negative review the business can go in and respond to that review and hopefully try to fix it, make it make it right. But it still um, stays up. The, the, it the, still the stays, stays up. People up. can still see that negative review. So cool, yeah. cool. Are you a, if, if uh, let's say like a my voiceover business for instance, if all of a sudden fifty five star reviews showed up in one weekend, would that be, would that be something that showed up on your radar? Yeah, absolutely. We we would be a little cautious about that. We might contact you and ask why. But uh, I mean, for the businesses that are really that good, if they're promoting themselves and people are leaving good, honest reviews, I mean that's what the site's about. So let that. that cream rise to the top and let actors know about them. I love it. Democracy, baby. That's, right. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Right. Yeah, um, the actors run it. <laughs> yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to ask you about is uh, actordeals.com, which you said just launched today. Yeah. First of all, how the hell did you get that domain? That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, got, I got really lucky. Uh, actordeals.com is a Groupon for actors. It's specifically for actors. We had a lot of businesses on Actorated come to us and say, hey, you know, we went to Groupon and we wanted to do a deal with them, but because we're such a little niche market, uh, they weren't interested. So I said, interesting. So we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, exactly. So we'll put something like that together and target just the actor market. So basically what it is is it's a daily email uh, where businesses give us 50 to 90% discount on their product. 50% is the requirement. So it has to be at least 50% off. Wow. Uh, and 
then they can set a minimum amount of buyers, and the deal runs for one day, and we see what happens. It's kind of an experiment right now, but we're hoping it saves actors a lot of money and gives business people a lot of foot traffic and just people in the door. Awesome. I love it. That's great. Sign up. So how do we sign up for the, the, the daily email? Just go to the website? Yep, just go to actordeals.com. We'll also be sending out an email in the Actorated newsletter, and people will hopefully find out about it that way. And it's on our Facebook and Twitter and all that, too. And, of course, it'll be on InsideActingPodcast.com. That's right. That's right. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. So we're down on the exhibit floor still, and (laughs) there are, like, tons of lines down here. I I don't know if I talked about this when I was here last year, but there are all these lines with these actors lining up to meet with a casting director that one of the casting director workshops has, like Talent to Go or uh, Go Go Talent or whatever the the different casting director workshops are. And they, they stay in line for, like, for, like, I don't know, probably, like, an hour, maybe more, to have, like, maybe a two-minute conversation with a casting director and hand them their headshot and resume. This this is the thing that I was skeptical about with Actor Fest. Well, you should be. I just don't think it's very effective. I mean, we're standing right here next to... We're trying to keep our distance from the line because we're talking about people who, <laughs> who are right next to us doing this thing. We got... Right. <laughs> but I, I just can't see this as being very effective. Like, what else could you possibly be doing with your time and your headshot and resume? Like, I just feel like there's... I mean, what do you think, Trev? What else could these actors be doing, like, besides standing in this line for yeah. this long, like, waiting to have a two-minute conversation with the casting? I mean, any number of things. And the thing that... This is the thing, though. I mean, like, this is the free stuff. So this is kind of what you can really expect from an event like this. That's you true. Pay, That's true. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I do, I do have to, to, to add in the caveat that this is actually free. So, yeah, I mean, and I guess that, that's what kind of turned me off. Is I, I think I came here a couple of years ago thinking I was going to get something for nothing. And a lot of times you don't have to pay for stuff in this industry, but a lot of times you do. And I think this is one of those things where the exhibit floor, um, there's a lot of valuable information and a lot of really valuable classes and services here that are great for actors. And there's also a lot of people that are just trying to make money. Yeah, and you can't blame true. them. You can't blame them. I mean, actors are a great market to cater to, but you got to use your judgment. You know, we're going to keep wandering around here and see what else is here. But um, you know, uh, you got to be very uh, discerning when you when when you're walking around to, the, to these different booths and exhibits. Yeah, I wish there was a way to to know. I mean, actor rated. We just talked to those guys, but I wish there was a way to know, like, you know, this is what's right for for this actor because it's going to be different you know it's like it's like what Alan Barton said do the admin you love you know oh yeah I it's love gonna that be, it's yeah. going to be di- it's going to be different for each actor you know you might actually get something out of taking Mark Atterbury's workshop and you might not you know I mean we enjoyed it but you know I mean we're just two dudes with a podcast right <laughs> so, right right you know I you know I don't know it's it, it's a tough one this is this is one of the areas where I always struggle as an actor uh, as a as an actor who doesn't have a lot of money which a lot of us don't you know, mm-hmm. so it's That's um, pretty common, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. It's really tough. It's 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 probably going to be a never-ending question. We're probably going to be having the same conversation, you know, when we're further along in our careers. I'd imagine, you know. Yeah. Um, although I think when you get further along in your career, maybe maybe there's not as much of a need to spend money in certain areas. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You'll, you'll, you won't have to be spending so much money on marketing yourself because people will know who you are at that point. You'd hope. 
you know, you'd hope that you get to the point where sending them a postcard is is not going to be the smartest thing to do because they'll already know who you are and be able to keep tabs in your career. Or or maybe, you know, if you if you are going to do some kind of admin, like sending postcards or something, it's very specific, it's very pointed. You're saying, like, I'm sending this to this casting director because I know that they know me and I want them to know that I'm going to be on this show, you know, tonight, next week or whatever. And You know what I mean? Like, yeah, be, be very pointed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very focused. Okay, guys, so uh, this is Trevor. I'm sitting here with, well, actually standing here with Retta from uh, Create Your Real, which we've talked about on the podcast before. It's a company that you go to who basically writes and shoots scenes based on you as an actor. So it's all it's all custom built, and then you have like a great, like, and I mean great looking reel when you're done. I mean, I've seen their work, and it's fantastic. And if you want to check it out, go to createyourreel.com. But um, Retta, can you tell us a little bit about the, the service and the company from your perspective? Yes. Um, what we do is we consult with you first and encourage you to speak to your representation and if you don't have reps then of course your acting coaches, mentors, people in your acting network um, to get specific with your casting. Some people know your casting some know their casting and some people don't Um, but the information that you then give us is what we use to write for you so that's why we encourage you to get specific and talk to your people, your team That's great, so you you consult with the team and not just the individual actor because that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of actors don't know quite where they fit yet, especially if you're kind of just getting going. So um, so then we write the scenes, we write a couple options for each character, and um, and then we shoot it, we edit it. Uh, we don't have a limit to the amount of takes that we do. We don't have a limit to the amount of time that we spend per scene. We don't move on until you're happy and you've made a choice for what you want us to edit down. And uh, then three to five business days later, we turn it around and, and we wait for your approval. We post it privately so you can check it out and uh, let us know. And then we give it to you in all sorts of formats for online submissions and a DVD copy and a copy to be, you know, just like a web version for your website or whatever. So you get it in many versions. That's great. Now, I was I was on the I was in the voiceover panel workshop earlier today with David Lawrence and a bunch of those voiceover people. And it was really cool. And one thing that really stuck out to me was they said anybody can have a kick-ass demo. But if you have a kick-ass demo, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are a, a good reader. This is all voiceover, but I mean, I think it translates to acting a little bit because you can make a really beautiful-looking demo reel, but when the person gets in front of the camera for a cold read or whatever, it's not. It may not necessarily translate. I mean, what do you guys? What's your take on that? The take is, if a reel will get you in the door, it, you know, if our, if the reel that we create with you can help get you in the door, then it's up to you to shine. You know, it really is up to the actor to stay on top of their craft, stay on top of the audition uh, skills, and 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 live up to their reel. Cool. Live up to your reel. I like that. I like that. And that's a perfect note to end on. But I'm not going to end yet. I have one more quick question. Um, and it's only because, I mean, there's a couple different schools of thought with demo reels. Um, and one is that if you have a demo reel that shows that you can act and it shows really good looking footage, you're in the door and that's great. Then the other side of it is a lot of these, a lot of these demo reels, like if you have paid to have a scene written and shot for you, it looks 
different, I guess I'll say, than having footage from actual projects you've worked on. And that can work against you or for you. So what's your what's your kind of take on that? My take on that is, personally, from, from the Create Your Reel standpoint, our work looks so quality that we've even had managers and casting and agents say to our clients that have, you know, that have gone to them, um, where is this from? Why isn't this on your IMDb page? Because it looks so real. And I would say that if, if that can help you, then there's nothing wrong with that. I think the difference is if you're, if you're, your friend has a video camera and you're just doing something on your own, you don't know how to light it, you don't know what you're doing, you're not a filmmaker, I think that can hurt you. It's the three of us, and Steve, our director, DP, is amazing. He's been making films and directing for about 15 years. Um, Kevin has also made films and, and writes and does some acting. I, of course, do acting and writing. I do all the writing of our of our Create Your Real scenes. Um, so we all had, we all come from similar but different backgrounds, so we all have our different areas of expertise. Kevin also does all the editing, so he's our tech guy, and he builds our, our website, and he does all the back end for all the scheduling that I use. So it's really, it really turned out to be, unexpectedly, this really great mesh of different skills. Great. Yeah. So what, what can somebody expect to pay for something like this? If they want to make over the reel entirely, or maybe just film a, a handful of scenes to insert into their existing reel? Sure. Uh, right now, one scene is 300, two scenes is 500, and three scenes is 600. Um, and that includes everything. That's the writing, the shoot, the editing, all your different versions, etc. But some people do four scenes because they want two comedy and two drama. Some people do six. They want three of each. Some people just, as you said, they fill in. So it really is just what you need, what you can afford, um, you know, what type of work you normally go out for. And if you keep going out for certain things and you want to show that you can do this other thing, this comedy, when you keep going out for drama, then then you absolutely use us to supplement what you currently have. That's great. And this is all studio-grade equipment. Yes. Yes. We um, we shoot with a Panasonic HVX 200 with an 85mm briefest lens adapter, which gives us that great depth of field. That film look. Yeah. That's yeah. how it... And Steve is amazing with lighting and how he sets up shots incredibly out of seemingly nothing. Uh, our studio is in the NoHo Arts District, and we do everything within our studio. And we have one scene that's about to come up that we just edited, finished editing yesterday that looks like outside. We have a helicopter light. We have helicopter sound that we added and posted. Nice. It, just, it looks amazing. And just the things that these guys can make, it's I'm impressed. <laughs> that's great. And for just a couple hundred bucks, I mean, yeah. that's a pretty good bargain for something that that maybe you would spend several thousand dollars making yourself and you're making it with professionals absolutely or waiting two years for footage yes yes it's so frustrating and our price is still I think we're really competitively priced even in comparison to headshots you know headshots are well over $600 depending on who you go to and a reel is I don't want to say mostly but really these days with all the online submissions some agencies won't look at you until you have Real. It's a must-have, yeah. Absolutely, casting. They want to see you. They want to hear you speak. They want, you know, they want the talking headshot, quote unquote, um, before they'll even bring you in. So, a reel is becoming a really invaluable tool. 
Great, great, absolutely. I think we were talking to, I forget which panel it was earlier today, but and I knew this, but it just it, it reminded me that a lot of the a lot of your your online submissions, the, the, the profiles with a reel go straight to the top. They do. The more kind of stuff you have, the sooner you'll get seen. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, everybody, we're standing here, Trevor and I, we're standing here with uh, Jamie Painter-Young, who is actually the national editor-in-chief for Backstage. Can you talk a, l- a little bit about, I, I, first of all, I don't know how long ActorFest has been around and sort of where the idea came from and, and you know how long it's been going on and the impetus for the idea, that kind of thing. Um, well, it started, I think, soon after I joined, so I think it's around 15, 16 years old. Over the years, we added open calls, so um, this year we had NBC doing open calls, and they actually, in New York, um, found uh, about a dozen people that they called back to just uh, audition for 30 Rock, I heard. So, um, you know, it's really just evolved over the years, and um, in partnering with the casting community, I think it's really um, become, you know, an amazing uh, opportunity for actors to hear from casting directors who teach workshops here to get face-to-face with them and maybe even get a job. I also heard um, a young woman who uh, auditioned for Nickelodeon, which is also um, holding open calls here today in New York. They held similar auditions, and um, I guess she... There's someone who they're testing for a pilot right now, I believe. So it's really, I think, quite amazing, you know, that um, you can, you know, come to our trade show and potentially um, get those kind of callbacks. It's really fantastic. Yeah, I think it's great. There's a uh, Trevor and I have been talking about how there's a lot that you can get uh, for free, and then there's these paid panels that you can go to. Uh, we were just saying that we got a lot uh, out of the paid panels uh, today for sure because there's a lot of really amazing panelists. Like we got a chance to talk to April Webster today, Jason Lapadura, like all these like really well-known casting directors. And um, Trevor even went to like a, a voiceover uh, panel um, with some people that, that are very well-known in the voiceover industry. So how does that all come together? Um, well, uh, we spent about five or six months planning uh, the programming and doing outreach to um, the casting community, acting teachers. We had um, a couple agents and managers here. And um, really, we, we just tried to have, and we try to do this every year, to have the strongest programming that we can. And we also tried to come up with fresh content and things that we feel are really relevant to the actors. So, for example, we introduced a panel today, excuse me, a workshop um, called Know Your Type, which is really about how... Trevor and I actually attended that, yeah. How does the actor brand um, themselves? And um, uh, that was actually the first workshop to sell out um, before today. And I think that says a lot about what actors are looking for um, in terms of, you know, stepping up their game. Um, we had a very um, experienced actor and teacher of 20 years, Kent Lerner, um, who's actually the brother of actor Michael Lerner. Um, and uh, he taught a cold reading class that also sold out ahead of time. 
In total, we had about 70 speakers here today. That's the fun part of um, planning this is um, trying to, you know, find the best topics and people. And I think we definitely outdid ourselves this year. Yeah, it was a really great... Um, we got a lot out of it. Yeah, we definitely yeah. got a lot out of it, especially out of the, the panels and the, the speakers and stuff like that. Um, I know a lot of the casting directors and stuff, uh, and even uh, Mark Attenberry, who taught the Know Your Type web um, panel uh, or workshop, I know a lot of them will use this as an opportunity to kind of talk about you know stuff they, they do outside, like workshops that they do outside. Do you know what, what are some of the other incentives that people have to, to kind of be here on, on this day? Casting directors, um, they love actors, and they love meeting actors, and they love talking about what they do and trying to demystify the process. And it's very gratifying for them. And they don't get a lot of thanks for what they do, really. They don't get... There's no Oscar for casting. There's an Emmy for casting. Screen Actors Guild doesn't give an award for casting. But um, we really do try to treat the casting directors like, you know, sort of our A-list celebrity. And I really do think that they value that interaction with actors. And, uh, I mean, people like Victoria Burroughs and John Levy have been coming back for years to do this. Yeah, we heard a lot. I feel this way, too, but I heard a lot of actors when we first showed up this morning saying, like, they were so happy. They were so jazz to have all these actors in the same place at the same time and the kind of community that that creates so congratulations on putting together such a successful uh uh trade show i guess for actors Okay, so AJ and I are here uh, still on the exhibit floor. We've been wandering around for about an hour uh, talking to various people, some of which we've recorded, which you guys have heard, others of which we haven't. But we've just been kind of getting a feel for what's here, trying to be as unbiased as possible. Um, and we both have had some interesting conversations. I mean, who, who are some of the people you've talked to? Uh, the one that I want to talk about m- more, more than any of the others, I, t- I talked to this guy named Ryan Glasser, who's the director of marketing for this... Um, website slash business called Casting Workbook. Um, And the reason you've never heard of them is because they are a submissions website or breakdown website, very similar to like Actors Access, Now Casting, LA Casting, where you can sign up, you can self-submit, and your agent can also submit you through this website. Casting directors use it. They they submit breakdowns to the website. Um, The casting director is kind of interesting. Welcome to the club. Yeah, exactly. The casting director can kind of choose whether the breakdowns go out to actors or just agents Uh so that you can't, you know, see those and all your your agent would have to do that. Um, and yeah, welcome to the club, right? Yeah, Trevor and I were talking about before we started recording that, you know, the market is really, really saturated with this. I mean, now casting can't even, you know, I, I don't think that they're even really being used so much anymore because of yeah. how much LA casting and actors access are, are being used. And and Casting Frontier, and there's like at least two others that I'm not thinking of. Yeah, it's interesting because the, the Casting Frontier, they seem like the smallest one, and they're actually up and coming. They're like the young, you know, yeah. scrappy startup. That's I've like, gotten a few auditions through them, but it's like three is kind of my limit for these submission services. Services. And what we haven't even talked about iActor. Is it the SAG one? That's the SAG one. So you yeah. have to be SAG in order to do in order to do that one. Yeah. Yeah. But well, yet another submission service. Right. Exactly. And the, and 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 uh, the uh, casting frontier. Uh, I, I'd say about half of my commercial auditions come through that one. Mm-hmm. Which you know. So anyway, uh, there's a lot. So this company, the Casting Workbook, they started out in Canada, I believe, and so they're trying to like break into the LA market. 
And the problem is that it costs money, just like the other submissions websites do. So it's $65 to $99, depending on which, if you get like their regular or their premier service. Um, and I was just talking to this guy, and I was like, you know, the, 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 the issue is, is that everybody that knows, kind of at least somewhat knows what they're doing here in L.A. is already signed up, like you just said, Trev, already signed up for you know, a couple, if not three, maybe even four of these submissions websites. So to add one more, it's like, yeah, that's another avenue. And maybe they have like a, a nice lock on some international markets, um, specifically in Canada. But like, do I really want to spend that much money for the chance of maybe booking one role? You know, so I did all of our listeners a favor. (laughs) Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. And I said, I mean, if they, if they take my advice, it'd be awesome. And I told the guys, look, if you really want to establish yourself in Los Angeles, you need to do something like sign up for actorrated.com, sign up for actordeals.com and tell everyone who has a, a Los Angeles zip code that they can go to your site and get a discount. If you have an LA register, if you're registered LA zip code, I don't know how you would prove this online, but figure it out, whatever. You, you run the business, I don't. And give those people a discount so that you can establish yourself in Los Angeles because you can't establish yourself if, you're, if no one knows who you are and no one's talking about you and then you're charging people money for this service they've never heard of and they don't know that they're going to get anything out of. So anyway, it was kind of interesting. I don't want to you know, go off too much uh, on too much of a rant uh, with these guys because they do have they do offer some interesting uh, services they have a lot they give actors a lot more tools for marketing themselves than the other submissions websites do including the ability to make your own website using their tools is that included in the price the yes. 68 bucks a year whatever it is yeah so there's two different levels there's $64 which is kind of useless the $99 one uh, gets you like you can put like 20 headshots up there 3 minutes of audio 3 minutes of video um, uh, there's a bunch of other services plus you can create this website and it was really interesting because the website that he, that he showed me, I really, really liked the design. What's the website? Uh, I, well, it's I don't know how to get to their website, but if you go to castingworkbook.com, you can see examples of what the websites are that they allow their actors to oh, build. Oh, gotcha. Okay. I really, really liked the design, but here's the catch. It looked exactly like about.me. Oh, really? I swear. And that's why I like the design. And I was like, this this looks really good. I said, you know why? He's like, why? I said, because it looks like this website. And I showed him about.me. I wasn't trying to be a, a, a jerk. I was just saying, like, this clean, simple design, you know, is, is what is... It's all that's needed. You know, it goes back to what we were saying earlier about how, you know, those casting directors in that television casting panel were like... We don't need. We don't look at your websites. Yeah. We have no need. I was just going to say, yeah. You know, so uh, we shouldn't spend you know that much time on it. So you were having an interesting conversation with somebody. What was her name? Jessica. Uh, her name is Jessica Sidimer. But even before I was talking to her, I mean, I was talking. It's it's amazing the uh, the variety of services and products that are here. I mean, there's laser surgery. There's an online social media. What is it called? Here it oh, is. you're talking about Sneak on the Lot. Sneak on the Lot, which is like an <laughs> online game. It's like a role-playing game based on your actor life, which is which is neat. I mean, it's kind of like Foursquare, but for acting, I'm guessing, with yeah, a few it, extra little kind of twists and perks. Well, it's, it's social networking meets The Sims meets the entertainment industry in some very strange mashup of those yeah, three things. which is a really neat idea. And you, you have features. You have, like, download screenplays, upload your films, um, um, different sorts of games, track people, you know... Um, 
get cast in films, crew your own films. This is all stuff you can do through this website, which I think is really cool. But um, I don't know. It just was one of those things where I was like, wow, there is an amazing scope of stuff available here. Uh, I talked to uh, some people that worked at Celebrity Center, and I had some questions about um, you know, their religious affiliations, which I think people should always be wary of. But uh, the most recent conversation I was having was with a, uh, a woman named Jessica Sinema, who's a career coach. And right off the bat, the first thing I asked her was, I said, listen, I'm here with this podcast. What are your qualifications? I have to consider the source here. And she told me she's been working in the industry for a long time. A lot of her clients have been really successful. She's got a couple books out. Um, it was a really interesting conversation. And for the first time, this is what was kind of cool on a personal level, I wasn't afraid to ask those hard questions for fear of being judged or, or looking like an asshole. I was like... Prove to me why I should spend money on your service. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that is we've talked about this kind of offline. I don't think we've ever said this to our listeners. We've kind of talked about this idea offline about how, you know, we would really love to be a little bit more journalistic when it comes to events like this. Mm -hmm. We bring a guest on. Like, it might be interesting to ask them some tough questions because, you know, people will want to know. We're not necessarily going to be aggressive. They're our guests. That's what a guest is. But we're we're at something like this. It is sort of like, you know why should I spend X amount of dollars on whatever it is you're selling, right? Actors, actors already spend so much money, dude. And it's like, they, we're, we're here in the exhibit floor, what we sometimes have referred to playfully as the shark tank, because there's a lot of people here just like hunting for actors, you know, to spend money. And it's like, you've got to be really on your toes here and then think, what do I need for my career? What's valuable? What just looks like it's valuable, but is actually just a distraction? Brian Vermeer put it really well in his episode, episode three, where he talked about... Um, I don't know, what do you say, proactive versus uh, productive? Remember what I'm thinking? Proactive versus productive? Oh, I think right, he said right, you don't right, want right. to be proactive, you want to be productive. Productive, yes. And that's like, there's a lot of services here that are going to help you be proactive. Click and submit services. Right. Where you, what you want is to be productive. Get right. results right. based on what you're doing. And so that leads me to the combination of those two points. Uh, the point about, you know, be, sort of being an aggressive journalist, if you yeah. will, and uh, being selective, which is why can't you apply, uh, and, and you, I mean the royal you, I'm talking to actors, I'm talking to our listeners, why can't you just apply that thinking to your own acting career? In other words, when you show up at an event like this, you need to be, uh, uh, that discernment can, can take the shape of a uh, sort of journalistic uh, aggressiveness. And I'm not saying be mean. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying yeah. is ask the tough questions. Pull the, pull the honesty out of them. Exactly. What, That's what, what it is. Why should I spend X amount of dollars on your service? Show, what me is why, it that, show me why it's valuable. It's so important for actors to be asking that question. Right. And keep pushing. Don't, don't, don't stop. Don't let, don't let them stop at their, sal- at their sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Keep pushing. Because they're all going to have a sales pitch. They, whether they've been trained for today or not, or whether they work for the company or not, they're ready to go with some kind of sales pitch because they may not have your attention for that long. But if you are going to spend some time here or you're going to talk to somebody, or you're going to call some service, or you're going to go on Actorated and find somebody and send them an email, keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And if they really want your business, they will respond. Don't think like, oh, I, I, I don't want them to like run away from me. If they do that, then, then good riddance. Move on to the next service that probably does the exact same thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, keep pushing. Do not be afraid to do that because if they really want your business, they'll get back to you in a timely fashion. They will answer all of your questions. They will be brutally honest, hopefully, and really transparent, hopefully. Um, you know, that's what we try to do with the podcast. Yeah. But, um, 
I really like that we got the, this opportunity to kind of be here on the exhibit floor together yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah, totally. The last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up for today is uh, on the other side of the exhibit floor here, I guess they're crawling up the West Hall, there's a huge line of actors who are in line to meet and greet and drop their headshots off with casting directors. And when I say huge, I mean like... These casting directors must see all several thousand plus actors that are here today. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about this earlier uh, when we were watching people line up for these. uh, The casting workshops will invite casting directors uh, to be on the floor uh, here in the exhibit hall at ActorFest. And people will stand in line for that as well. It's very, very similar. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I guess if you're here early enough in the morning and maybe you kind of get in and you sort of... I don't know, make it happen. I, like, I wouldn't spend more time standing in line than, you know, the meeting is going to be, I guess. You know, I don't, I don't know. I have, a, I have a hard time with that. I don't, I don't really know how, how much value there is in that meeting or how much it's going to stick afterwards, you know? Yeah. yeah, and if I were a casting director, I mean, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. I got paid a bunch of money to be here today to spend my entire day talking to a bunch of actors. I would probably take all these headshots and put them into two piles. One pile is the general pile and the other pile is people that really made me sit up in my chair and say, wow, who is this? Now, the off chance that you're in that line, that you're that person for them, and that depends on so many things, whether or not they've had lunch, whether or not you look like their ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, whether or not uh, uh, you have a, a, a New York accent and they hate New York accents. You know, there's so many variables that you cannot control. The chances of you being that person and getting into that second pile are so slim. And like you just said, AJ, is it worth your time to spend... They, I'm, I'm guessing these actors are probably waiting for at least 20 minutes. I mean, the line was pretty long. It snaked all the way around several times through that room. I, I don't know. I mean, this is another one of those things where actors have to use their, their best judgment. But I think, for me, I, I got a lot out of uh, wandering the exhibit floor a little bit and then especially paying the money to go to those panels to get the information to find out what I can do to, to be productive and not just proactive. Proactive, yeah. So I think that's a great way to sum it up. I think I was going to just say that very thing, Trev. So I think I think that's probably uh, the summation of, of ActorFest, especially after, you know, both of us. This is our second year. Both of us have been here twice. Um, uh, Trevor a few years ago, me last year, and then this year uh, together, which has been awesome. Um, and I think that's a great way to kind of to kind of sum it up is that you can still get things out of these these panels, um, but you just got to be really really discerning about the exhibit floor and um, about how you're going to spend your time, which is something that you should do anyway as an actor, but especially yeah. on a, on a on a day and an event like this. Yeah. All right, guys, welcome back. So um, right off the bat, we want to quickly qualify some conflicting information in those last few recordings. Um, You had sort of Trevor and I talking about the meet and drops like they were a bad thing. And you had, you know, Jamie Painter Young talking about them uh, being extremely popular and and a good thing for actors to get that face-to-face time. Um, And I think that after we were finished recording, the two of us sort of compromised on that in that we 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 think they can be a useful thing if you don't spend the two and a half hours in line that some of these actors were spending for just that one thing there's so much other stuff to be done at actor fest that you could be spending your time on that 
we were just saying like if you want to do those meet and drops just get there super early be one of the first people online do it and get it done and over with so that you can move on with the rest of your day because we both felt that most of the value that we got out of it was from um, being in those in those panels um, so instead of being in those panels if you were down in the exhibit for you know essentially spending two and a half hours doing nothing but standing in a line um, you're not going to get the value out of your day there uh, at ActorFest. Would you want to add anything to that, Trevor? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, we didn't stand in line, so I don't know how long it actually took. But, I mean, I can't imagine that any, most, I mean, the, the, we saw the line, and it looked like the actors were not in that line for any less than about 20 to 30 minutes on an, on average. The only other thing uh, we really wanted to talk about um, in this episode um, is... A couple of episodes back, Trevor was talking about a bad experience that he had in an audition once, and we got a couple of people who sent us um, emails on, um, you know, sort of their audition horror stories based on that comment. Um, we're going to talk about them on the podcast, but we kind of came up with this idea of doing another episode similar to episode 27, which was our um, actor thrival jobs episode we did mm. with um ben whitehair we're gonna do another episode similar to that except we're gonna do all actor audition horror stories yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you guys have any stories and i'm sure you all do uh, i know i do um send them in send us an email uh tweet at us uh we'd prefer either an email or a voicemail voicemail would be great because then it's you telling your story um, keep it under three minutes, please, because you'll get cut off if you don't. Um, and uh, we're just going to put together a whole episode where we talk about actor horror stories and um, maybe some of the pitfalls of going into the room and that kind of thing. And and uh, it'll, I don't know, I think it'll make for some interesting talking points. Um, and then the other thing we went on to talk about is um, a bit of a shameless plug, but we kind of don't care because uh, it's something <laughs> that we feel very passionately about yeah. and are very um excited about um we haven't uh, as we said we don't really have a lot of time in this episode to talk about what we've been up to recently uh but we do want to mention this one thing that's going on and we'll probably mention it over the course of the next few episodes um trevor and i as you all know are involved with a theater company called the los angeles theater ensemble and the los angeles theater ensemble has been nominated for several um awards in the Broadway World 2010 BroadwayWorld.com SoCal Awards. And um, one of the things that we've been nominated for is Best New Work for Gospel According to First Squad, which some of you actually came to see, and we're very uh, grateful and appreciative for that. Um, it, it kind of goes without saying that if we win an award for this new work, which Trevor mentioned before we started recording, only had four performances and was considered a workshop, um, it will do a lot. It will go a long way towards helping us get it produced, um, elsewhere, hopefully in a larger venue. Um, so we're going to post a link on our website and a list of the things that we are nominated for. And we would really love it if you guys could take five minutes to go on and, and, and vote. Um, you don't necessarily have to vote for our stuff, but we'd really appreciate if you took a look and voted and um, and think about supporting um, inside acting in a in a different way than uh, monetarily. Yeah, and uh, AJ is not going to mention this, but <clears throat> there's one of the categories that's uh, titled the best actor, 
under non-equity resident theater. And uh, you may recognize the name Albert Meyer um, <laughs> in that category. So go ahead and uh, click that little checkbox and then click submit because uh, Albert uh, is very, very deserving of that recognition. And um, uh, he's too he's too humble to mention it, but I'm going to say vote for Albert because he deserves the Best Actor Award. Thanks, Trev. I, that was funny hearing you say vote for Albert. Like all of a sudden, it's like <laughs> a political. I mean, we just had the uh, the midterm yeah. elections. Yeah, right. It's a little weird. I'm going to launch a campaign. Yeah. I'm going to launch a smear campaign against the other actors. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> right. uh, it's funny because actually one of the other actors is a listener to the podcast, Malcolm Devine. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I tweet, I sent out a tweet about that and yeah. I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> Soccer Boy LA uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter if you guys want to follow him. Um, yeah. Another fine, fine actor here in Los Angeles. Um, and and I, a great guy. I, I hope he's listening to this. Great big, guy. Big shout out to him. So I think that's it for episode 36. I hope you guys dug the uh, Actor Fest coverage. Um Let us know know your thoughts. Let us know if you guys dig this kind of thing because we have we we may have the opportunity to do more kind of uh, on location type episodes with this podcast. So let us know if you guys dig it. If it's something you find valuable, and and um, we'll try and build it into our uh, regular programming. In the meantime. You know how to get a hold of us. Uh, send us uh, a tweet at uh, twitter.com slash inside acting, or you can follow our individual accounts at twitter.com slash digital actor. Or twitter. Well, and twitter.com slash Trevor Halgott. <laughs> yeah, you can only follow one of us. Choose wisely. <laughs> Choose wisely. Um, you can send us an email at inside acting podcast at gmail.com. You can hit our website, uh, insideactingpodcast.com, and leave us a comment there uh, on any one of the episodes or call our voicemail line, 213-2-ACTORS. That's 213-222-8677. Yes, he got it. He got I it. I practiced. I rehearsed oh you, pra- oh, you rehearsed a little bit before? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and uh, there's two places where you can leave us a, a review. That would be really awesome. One, of course, is on iTunes. Um, just click that fifth star if you could and leave us an awesome review. Um because as you all know from listening to the podcast one of our secret not so secret goals is to be featured on itunes by the way those of you who have been leaving reviews on itunes thank you have you read some of the like some of the reviews we've been getting have been like incredible it's been a long time since i checked it out but i, me- I remember the ones that we had when I, the last time i did and they were amazing I, I check it every few weeks and i i like wow man i mean a lot of listeners that um, have called in or written um, or that we've talked to on Twitter or Facebook, some of the reviews they've written have been just amazing. And it, it, like, it, it's going to sound cheesy, what I'm about to say, but it's really touching to hear that, that people get so much value out of, out of this little thing that we do. I don't think that's cheesy at all, man. I mean, you know, uh, we have this, you know, service. We, we want to give it away from for free and, and, you know, we hope that people get value out of it. So... 39 five-star ratings. I'll take it. Um, thank you. Thank you yes, very, thank very you much. Everybody. You can also hit up in, um, not Inside Acting. That's our <laughs> website. You can hit up actorrated.com and uh, leave us a review there. We've got four reviews on there right now, and I love all of them. All of them are uh, listeners of the podcast who've been in touch with us. So um, hop on there and, and give us a good review. It just it just helps us kind of attract more people to the show and um, and keep it going. Uh, is that all the different ways they can get it? Oh, our Facebook account. Facebook page. Yeah, so just do a uh, do a search for Inside Acting on Facebook and fan us on Facebook. Or like us. Give us a thumbs up. And then Facebook. last but not least... Never least. <clears throat> you guys can donate to the podcast. We do this completely out of pocket. And every penny that you guys can kick our way counts. We have two ways for you to donate. You can hop on our website on the right-hand side. You'll see... Uh, 
the ability to make a one-time donation, so you can kick us a few bucks just once and then be done with it, um, or you can donate to us on a monthly basis, a recurring basis, kind of like a membership or a subscription. Um, we have a diff- couple different kind of price points. We have three, five, ten, and twenty dollar uh, donations, and um, it just really helps us. It helps us keep going. We've said multiple times. This podcast would not exist right now if we hadn't had people uh, supporting us uh, financially <laughs> with their donations. Um, so um, thank you for that. Remember, it's a tax-deductible donation. If you're an actor, you can write it off as an education expense. And um, we're working on ways to thank you guys that um, that do donate and send us your hard-earned money. And, so, um, and the way that we've been doing it thus far is just by giving you a shout-out on the podcast. Um, so we, we would be remiss if we didn't give a shout-out to one of our newest subscribers, um, Brandon Roberts. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for um, you know tweeting about us um, online and, and telling your friends. And also thank you for your subscription. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> My name's Trevor Elgott. I'm AJ Meyer. We'll see you next time. And in the meantime, drink some tea.